Good morning, everyone. I'm fortunate to be the first speaker of this uh, talk. And um, I'm so glad this show, we have, thank you for fearless organizer, modest organizer. So this show we hold on time, that's surprising to me because last week I was in Germany and uh, all the similar show were canceled. And uh, I wish this show would be successful. And uh, all that, thank you for the, all the attendance coming to the show and uh, learn uh, some new technology. What I'm going to talk about, the first one is uh, sensor selection, specifically on LiDAR, because uh, we are a LiDAR manufacturer. LiDAR is uh, the word people talk about for recent years, talk a lot. And uh, in my talk, basically based on the schedule, this will be very educational. I will teach, tell some basic things about LiDAR. For who, who already know LiDAR, already use LiDAR for their AGV, other things, probably 90% of my talk, your time will be waste. But I really want to go to the, some little details, some key factors as a manufacturer, as a user myself, what are some tricky things when people talk about LiDAR. So goes for presentation is educational, as a organizer request. Uh, we talk about the basic things about LiDAR and specifically for the people who want to use LiDAR but are not started yet and they want to know what is the LiDAR about, how much it costs, what they can do, what uh, they cannot do. So that's a brief introduction. Uh, my topic will cover what is LiDAR. LiDAR basically right now is talk about the laser. No, the full name is the light detection and arranging. So they talk light, light actually only specifically means laser, laser light. So use a laser to detect the distance, measure distance. That's all LiDAR about. And uh, what can LiDAR do, what cannot? So people know what LiDAR can do, measure distance, right? But what LiDAR cannot do, you may not know, not familiar with that, there's a limitation. And uh, how to select LiDAR. There's so many LiDAR, you heard so many. LiDAR for automobile, multi-channel, and high resolution, uh, very fancy words. Some LiDAR are so cheap, they say we have a very cheap one. In a household, we have a floor cleaner use LiDAR. It's high 100 bucks, then 100 bucks stuff. So which one you want? Which one's good, which one's bad, right? You, you need to make a decision. So in this show, we specifically talk about logistic AGV. So logistic AGV, uh, automated guided vehicle, is uh, you can see everywhere in this show. So I just did some download some pictures from public media. You can see those all the uh, AGVs, all type of AGVs for the logistic application uh, in the Ford warehouse for moving items from place to place, or the even to the whole autonomous warehouse management. So normally AGV for logistic have a typical structure like this. This also public available, this picture. Um, you need uh, sensors. Every robotic automatic machine needs sensors. LiDAR is typically used for AGV. And also other sensor, camera, uh, ultrasound like a, a sauna. You also use those sensors. So 
when people started, they're confused. What kind of sensor I'm going to use? And what are the advantage, what disadvantage of each sensors? Right? For this one, for example, they use two LiDAR, uh, the front and the back. And the sense for HB is started. You have a lot of thinking. Camera is common sense. Everybody know camera can collect image, know the vision, right? Camera is widely used. Uh, but the camera get a disadvantage because they need illumination light. So if a light is a dim or get a shadow, you get a problem. When you people use a camera, typically you need a computer vision expert to develop algorithm, the software behind that to detect, get the camera data processed and recognize your environment. But uh, when lights get dim or irregular or shadows moving, they might get a trouble. And even there's no light at all. You people say, I can use infrared camera. But you know, infrared camera typically has a low resolution. Uh, sometimes not satisfactory. So in this case, we have other sensor, simple one, barcode. Some AGV you can see, they put a barcode on the ground. So the AGV just follows the barcode from place to place based on the pre-designed path, or they can do with slightly flexibility action. And uh, ID for the ID recognition, people know that, and uh, sauna. This one is very, very old technology, but still used in AGV, I will tell you why. And the radar, of course, milli uh, millimeter radar, every automobile, almost the equipped radar, use uh, radio frequency, detect the range. But all those sensors have the limit, advantage and limit. The, the radar, the sonar, those uh, object detect sensor, they are not uh, precise. In other words, not high pr uh, resolution. So you can tell something closer and far away, but you can tell what is that. And uh, you, even the dimension or the moving speed, sometimes it's difficult. So we use the laser distance measurement, uh, distance of sensors, which is a point-to-point -point measurement. You can get all kind of such sensors from uh, our Home Depot. You can get them from Lowe's, right? Very cheap. And but uh, that's only point-to-point. -point. Lidar, I just said, light, uh, light detection and uh, ranging which is a uh, use a laser measure distance plus laser scanning around and uh, give a certain area, sometimes there's two dimension, sometimes two, three dimension scanning and a measure distance. So you LiDAR collect the distance, uh, the surrounding information and form the data called point cloud. And use point cloud to uh, you generate the digital map or identify the object around you do all the actions, uh, fancy actions, uh, AGV doing. So I'll give you some brief idea how to use laser to measure distance. We happen to be the largest laser device manufacturer in the world. We make a million of a different unit, different kind of laser million unit uh, each year. Uh, smaller ones like, uh, like this and point-to-point uh, -point measurement, larger one like you people using the uh, construction uh, called total station. Right? You can very precise and measure long distance. And uh, in general, generally, there's several approach to do it. Each had advantage and disadvantage. 
it will help you to select sensors if you understand the, some little theory background there. One is called phase shift detection. Phase shift detection is a high precision. You can accurate as a millimeter. You go to Home Depot, go to Lowe's, you pay $20, $30. You can get a millimeter precision tools. That's uh, the current laser measurement uh, you know, uh, level we reach. The second way is a pulse for time of flight. We talk about that all the time. Basically, you shoot the laser pulse out, waiting for the echo coming back, and calculate the time fly, the time of flight. And uh, you know, the, we know the speed of the light is uh, always uh, fixed, so we can calculate. The other channel relation. Channel relation is uh, easy to explain. You basically, people know the geometry. You put the emitter, laser emitter, and the detector in several places. So when you shoot the object and uh, collect the echo back, so you use uh, triangulation to calculate the distance. Uh, so in current AGB LiDAR, mostly we use the uh, second one, time of flight. i tell you why. So facial detection is uh, typically very precise, but uh, slow. They use a laser as a source to modulate its intensity, like a sinusoidal wave. So sinusoidal wave shoot out, hit the object, and bouncing back. When you have a receiver, receive the sinusoidal wave, you will see the phase shift, right? Sinusoidal wave has three things, amplitude, uh, phase. And, uh, and the when you see the phase shift, you know there's a distance, make it happen. Make it happen if they shift it. However, you may ask, if, uh, if you see the picture, you may ask, yes, I see the delta over there, uh, there's a shift. But uh, this shift, the uh, same size, same distance of shift, can happen in several locations in this case. If my object is here, or in the middle, or here, every period of a sinusoidal wave can get a similar, it's uh, the same phase shift, right? You are exactly right. That's the problem. So in the typical uh, distance measurement unit, we modulate the late intensity, the laser intensity with the sinusoidal wave, but a changeable frequency. So when you go to store, you feel it's changed. This they say you can measure five meters. This one can measure 50 meters. What are the other module make it let you make 30 meters? Why? What a difference. They look the same. Trick is the software. Software to modulate those sinusoidal waves change different frequency. So when you get the whole cycle, hit the first target when you're counting back, that's the, probably the longest distance you can measure. And then when you get the precise, you increase frequency. So when you increase frequency, you the distance between uh, the phase shift, you can measure a small phase shift. So get a precision, high precision. So for the each laser distance module, the frequency changes. They cannot change forever like you want. So that's why you go to store, you pick up the, the laser distance measurement module. Uh, they t specify what distance they, they can measure. If you Larger than that distance, you'll give an error signal, not precise. It's not because of hardware, it's because of software. 
So basically, for a software manufacturer, they just modify the software firmware. They can generate a whole series of laser distance modules. So from this point, you understand how the distance, distance get measured by the laser distance uh, meter. They need to continuously generate the sinusoidal wave. If you continuously drive, you want the object to stay there, not going to move. If it move, they change. You never get a precise measurement. So many times people ask me, that's look cute. You have a very small distance module. Why don't we use it for our AGV? I say, wait, how much you want to response time you want to get? Because uh, we take time to get a distance uh, measurement because you need to wait the modulated wave come back. And then it's not one time, sometimes many times, repeat many times. So normally you get a millisecond response, uh, several like a 50 or even 100 minutes, you can get a reliable measurement. So the slow, precise but slow. Time flight is easy. For laser, shoot the transit pulse out and waiting for the echo come back. You first uh, hit the first target, sometimes you rest the uh, light hit the second target, when come back. So you pulse generated the faster, you more, later, uh, more data you get. And the shorter the pulse and the measurement will be more precise. But you cannot get it short forever because the limit of hardware is too short. We talk about a nanosecond. Hardware cannot handle it. And uh, every right now you see all the laser, laser the LiDAR using this show, the pulse generally is a nanosecond, nanosecond level from a four nanosecond to a 10 nanosecond, 10 is probably maximum. So that's the point five. Uh, so we use this, uh, generate some uh, mechanical me uh, rotation mechanism as make this uh, laser, scanning laser, scanning certain area. So it generates the dot underneath is the data they collect we call the point cloud. And uh, you can understand, if I generate the pulse faster, you get more points. However, there's no free launch anyway. If you generate more pulse, you, for single dot, the, the light you get back is smaller, it's dimmer. So many times you cannot increase forever. You will reduce the signal noise ratio. So that's why you need to uh, carefully identify the environment, what the distance you want to measure, how fast the laser pulse you want to shoot. Yeah. So this is the, I talk about the shoot once, 2D scanning, just the surrounding area. If you think uh, the vertically, we also need some data that the 3D LiDAR available. So they put uh, actually several channel 2D LiDAR together. And in this case, uh, let them separate certain angles. You can measure the things up and below, up and below. So this is typical LiDAR actually is a very popular right now, 16 channel LiDAR. And uh, that's a typical uh, angle, they, uh, the angle and the resolution they present. Um, but as the uh, industry going on, especially the biggest push power is the automobile industry. They require high resolution, very fast LiDAR. So this uh, such a high resolution LiDAR is going way beyond uh, like this configuration. However, slow down. For our AGV application, that's already way enough. I will tell you why. So uh, on my right side, that's the laser scanner. People widely use in the construction to the 3D uh, construct the configuration of the surrounding buildings. 
the precision can reach the centimeter level, and the distance can be measured 300 to 200 meters, quite precise, but very slow. We call it a laser scan. This technology been there for many years, but cannot use for our AGB, industrial AGB, because we need speed. So we developed a LiDAR with a less precise and a much higher speed, and a much less data we need. So that's for our AGB. That's a typical point cloud map you normally don't see. The AGV around this uh, hall, the uh, typical operation is uh, you press button, let them go around the area. So inside the AGV, they generate digital map, just like a human. You recognize the environment, and the digital map will be saved in, your, in the memory, computer memory. So next time you let the AGV run itself, they just follow the map they just generated. So the whole process, just like a human's brain process. If you put all the, those data together, you can generate uh, such a picture, point cloud data. Typically, no color. Uh, they just the uh, X, Y, Z data and uh, distance data, space distance. Sometimes, you put the color camera there, especially uh, construction application. They want to identify the items, color, bricks, uh, building glasses. So you put a color camera and uh, LiDAR let them fuse together, the sensor fusion technology called. So you can get a single point data, not X, Y, Z anymore. They have R and B, uh, in red, green, blue. So basically you can figure more than 60,000 different colors. Then you generate beautiful 3D construction pictures. And the AGV using LiDAR normally do two things. Uh, you can say so uh, three things. Basically, they need to identify its location. Where I am, how do I go, right? So just uh, similar things like a human. You put an AGV in a certain location, they need to look around, make sure where I am. Because they have already have a digital map in the memory and they need to search the location and find the point to start. Then they go and follow the path to go. The other is more dynamic, collision avoidance. So sometimes the people walk around uh, in front of AGV, they need to stop. And they need to identify that's the moving object or something ju just uh, they put it as a new. When they generate digital map, it's not there at all. So. All those uh, functionality actually done by software, by so your software engineers. They use different algorithm based on the data collected from a LiDAR to do processing, uh, processing and analysis. So this is a typical scene of the application, the industrial AGV. Uh, the LiDAR scan in this area, but it is only part of them, you know, that is horizontally, I assume this is a 2D LiDAR, so it's just horizontally scanned the surrounding area. They don't look at the above, don't look at the ground. So such application, they assume your floor is very flat. No stair, no other object can uh, cause your HV bump. So in the large application like a warehouse, that's probably true, right? 
you purposely set the warehouse in flat, flat area you, uh, to avoid the accident uh, caused by employee. Uh, you get a lawsuit, big trouble. But uh, that's 2D, uh, I, I would say 2D here, that's sufficient. But most 2D safety like that, they call, they can identify the some certain area, uh, they don't let the AGB get in, for example, or some human or some other moving object getting into area, they give alarm and let AGB stop. So that's a typical warehouse application scene. Uh, that's something wrong. I just showed the LiDAR, what the LiDAR cannot do. What LiDAR cannot do. Okay, LiDAR laser shoot things out to get a 3D uh, data back and they generate the point cloud. That's a beautiful, you have digital map. And uh, so I can let the algorithm let the control my IGV go around and do everything what I want. But uh, sometimes LiDAR is not uh, everything. They can, many things they cannot do. Transparent object detection. If the glass, many office building is uh, blocked by the glass. So light will penetrate the glass and will maybe bouncing back the object way behind. So if you trust the LiDAR data, so your AGV will go through the glass, hitting the glass. Either they crash the glass or your AGV got crashed. Either way, they've got a big trouble. So camera also cannot do. Camera cannot see the transparent things. What else uh, we can do in such, such case with sensor? Our very old technology, sound, like a bat. That's why a few dollars, ten dollars sound are still popular because the sound can bouncing back from uh, glass. That's a perfect uh, sensor. So even the very sophisticated AGV, they still use very old technology. And the mirror, I know, laser and the mirror, they fly away. They probably not come back if the mirror perfectly uh, face to your uh, LiDAR will coming back. But the mirror has a cute angle, they shoot the mirror and they go away. So you cannot collect any signal. But uh, in certain cases, not the mirror. Maybe the water, very thin layer of water on the ground can generate a similar problem. Yeah, generate similar. So you need to think about when you do the application, you say, is it possible I have a water spill on my ground? Uh, some AGV in the supermarket, they think about that because it happens. Uh, you have a water in the ground, AGV cannot detect it. They cannot report to the manager and a customer for them, they will have a problem. And the dust environment, laser will be destroyed, later uh, points will destroy. That's understand, easy to understand, whether the dust is already thick enough, cannot penetrate. The other is uh, water. Laser use infrared light. Infrared afraid of water. It, uh, when you get the water, they absorb the light in energy. So you won't be able to get the signal coming back. That's a problem, right? So when you get the raining, heavy, People talk about the, put the LiDAR on the automobiles. And how it happened? I just don't believe it. You know, the better when you have it rain, you, your AGV, autonomous driving vehicles, baby, just uh, stop. Don't drive it at all. I don't believe there's a LiDAR available for you to uh, detect any object in the heavy rain and the snow. Very dark object. 
very dark object of course they like a dark body you know, black body they can absorb all the energies so but right now our lidar is already good enough uh, typically like uh, people wearing black pants and uh, your AGV scanning they will find your somebody there but you happen to wear in black pants your reflection very low where they can find you as long as your reflection rate is like two or three percent like I can find it that's already sensitive enough that's very sensitive right now so um, I'm talking about the lidar there are several letters. This one's a typical one, widely used in this show, in the, uh, our industrial AGV. This is a typical mechanical rotation lidar. So you have a laser source in the middle, laser source, shoot out, and uh, with a beam splitter, go to the other vertical direction. Actually, in the real application, you probably need to go this way. Let the scanning, this uh, vertical beam is a horizontal, big horizontal. Everything's 90 degree tilted. Then you have a motor behind this uh, mirror, and the mirror starts to spin. We can have uh, some uh, transparent LiDAR. If you want to see demo, you can come to our booth to see the demo. You understand more. Because we have a purpose to make the transparent LiDAR. You, need a, you, you, can, you, you know the details of a mechanical structure. So when the LiDAR coming back, the same path, optical with the same path coming back, the typical things of opticals, right? You should already come back the same way. But when you connect it, it's not to use a single point. Use a whole mirror. So whole mirror reflects the light coming back from the, the, uh, any object. And it will be focused on the detector, for the sensitive detector. Photodiode, in this case, no, not enough. You need the avalanche photodiode, which is uh, much more sensitive. And uh, right now, people even have a single photon avalanche photodiode. Those are very sensitive and expensive as well. So this is the basically structure of the spinning LiDAR. And uh, you know, in this case, if the mechanical rotation LiDAR have such a structure, you know, if you want to do scanning, this mirror must be spinning. If the mirror not spin, so refraction light with lights will be tilted, you're not going to get a focus, collect the light, go to the detector. So signal will be weak, right? So in this case, you know, the larger the LiDAR, the more light they can collect. Some people ask me, can you make the 200 meter LiDAR far away and there's dimension like this? I said, well, probably physically I cannot uh, answer. Maybe I can say yes. Uh, you ask my investor, they will say yes. But they ask me, probably I say no. <laughs> Don't dream about that, it's impossible. So in general, the mirror and the shooting light, the collect light should face the same direction. If not, face, if not the same direction, you need to have other way to figure out how to collect the data, uh, the light coming back. The basic uh, spe spec when you ask LiDAR manufacturer, so what do your LiDAR look like? You ask a few things. What the distance you can measure? And the accuracy, typical accuracy is uh, centimeters. We talk about um, less than five centimeters. If you use uh, time flying technology to make LiDAR. Centimeter in most uh, AGV applications, that's enough. That's enough. And you ask about field of view. Field of view is uh, how large the viewing angle they have. Uh, typically for mechanical rotation LiDAR, it's not an issue. They're spinning anyway, 300 degree. 
Sometimes they have something behind uh, the structure block the laser beam. So you don't have a 360 degree, you may have 270 degree. But anyway, it cover wider range. Some new LiDAR probably uh, is an issue because I, I will talk about that, high resolution. Have a smaller, much smaller, narrower field of view. And the data rate, how much data you get. You don't want to too few. Too few, you cannot tell anything. Don't have sufficient information. You don't want too many. Too many data is a big trouble because uh, after what are you going to do after those data? You need to process it. You need a strong, you need a powerful electronic hardware to support it. And you need a sophisticated software algorithm to clean it. So most data from high resolution, high data rated LiDAR is redundant. It's a garbage, you have to dump it. So you don't need to chase higher resolution, very high resolution. And uh, to some point, you need to figure out whether I can handle those data. Resolution, resolution we talk about angular spatial resolution, how many dot dot between them, the space between them. Most time we talk about angular because LiDAR should out of angle. So you know, in this case, when you talk about the spatial resolution, X, Y, Z, you need to do some certain calculation. You know, the larger the angle, the larger the distance uh, uh, between two dots. Also corresponds to the distance from your place to the object. The further object, you get the much sparser data, right? You don't have a very crowded data. So even with a very small angle resolution, you go to 200, 100 meters, you don't have much data point between uh, on the subject. It doesn't make sense yeah, if you chase the long distance uh, uh, LiDAR. Environment uh, tolerance. Mostly, most killer in our application, mostly indoor. Indoor is relevant, uh, relatively stable. Um, laser is very sensitive to, uh, we talk about dust, rain, which doesn't exist indoor, but the temperature sometimes happens. Uh, laser measurement is very sensitive to the temperature. So there's some other considerations when you talk about LiDAR. One the safety. Safety LiDAR, what, you know, we have a LiDAR. We can measure distance. People ask, uh, why do we need safety LiDAR? Safety LiDAR is something to make sure when it like that happen performance, you still got the data. You still want to avoid the, the accident. What does safety LiDAR do? Performance, they do the same, just like a regular LiDAR. But they, everything, simply to say, every hardware, the electronics, they have a double protection. In case one set of uh, mechanism fail, the other one will work. Meanwhile, they trigger the alarm, uh, ask your AGV to stop. Uh, or do something else, I'll call the operator. So you need to think about whether I need a safety. My safety is a concern if there's no human or my operation can stop for one hour, it really doesn't matter. Well, I won't get suffer a big loss. Uh, that's okay, you, don't, you can use regular like that. If uh, you think that a lot of uh, uh, workers in the, my working area and uh, I really don't want to hit people or my machine got a problem, they stop working for a whole day, I suffer a lot, then you need a very high quality safety LiDAR, which is a 
guarantee it will work most of the time. They will live, uh, have a life longer than your AGV. But uh, the price is much, much higher, and uh, not so many companies in the world make uh, the safety LiDAR. And the quality consistency, of course, that's, uh, I don't need to explain that. Customization cost that come together. When we talk to many customers, our customers, I find out if you use a single configuration, people are not happy with that. They always want to change, do some smaller change. So you talk to LiDAR company, you give them some request. You already know your application. You can ask whether you can change scanning angle, scanning speed, data rate, for example, even the interface, the shells, connectors, most other companies don't do it. They don't do it. So you need to make sure you have a good after sale service, make sure your team can work with the LiDAR company very closely after sale, and make sure LiDAR will fit your AGV uh, application very well, rather than you try to fit them, let them they fit you. And the cost, of course, is the issue. Uh, some uh, company can well control the cost. They know every aspect of the components, uh, where to purchase, uh, how to make it by themselves, costs really low. Well, after you get the light up, how do you trust them? You need to do some test. You need to validate that. That's actually very important. Don't trust any brand LiDAR in the world. I can tell you, even I'm a LiDAR company. Even there's a lot of brand, uh, very famous uh, LiDAR company in the world because we talk to many people. We are the uh, LiDAR user ourselves. We need to purchase several thousand LiDARs per year just because we don't not happy with the existing LiDAR, so we may make LiDAR by ourselves. Uh, we have a largest laser device manufacturing facility, so we can do it. But most companies can not, cannot do it. So whenever you get a LiDAR, doesn't matter what the brand is, do some test, calibration. Easy one is distance. You need to make sure five meter distant object, you really get a five meter reading. 10 meter, you get a 10 meter reading. Not every LiDAR the same. There's some error there. They claim two centimeter error, most time five centimeter, even sometimes larger, eight or nine. It's possible. I'll tell you why. Distance measurement based on the different reflections of objects, that's very important. Most uh, LiDAR company comfortably to calibrate the LiDAR with on the 80%, 60% reflection, which is a common like we want to see on this wall. It's very common. For the very dark, for the very bright, hopefully they don't do that very carefully. Laser device manufacturing notoriously is nonlinear. You cannot just do the single calibration and solve all the issues. So what they can do, they carry different objects with distance, different distance, a different refraction rate. Those calibration process is very time consuming. Most companies probably don't want to do it, don't want a single one. So they give you LiDAR as a batch when they go to mass production. They not probably control individual LiDAR carefully. And you do the test by yourself based on your requirement. Or you can ask LiDAR company to present the data to you. They usually do. If you're not happy, ask them more. So angular spatial resolution, uh, yes, that I explained based on your com complexity of your environment. And the temperature tolerance, 
In most cases, that's not the issue, as I said, there's an indoor application. But a laser device is a very sensitive temperature. Laser diode can shift the wavelengths if the temperature change. And uh, electronic is normally not the issue. The electronic can survive. But uh, put all the mechanics optics together, temperature can change, can expand, and make the solid object expand and shrink, right? Contract. So the optical path change, everything will change. The temperature is very sensitive, LiDAR is sensitive to temperature, that's most case. So some LiDAR company doing very good job, they compensate that. They cannot change the na nature of the material, but they can do some uh, way to correct the temperature change. And the mechanical vibration shocking, of course, that's a, uh, I don't need to explain more. Uh, performance consistent from a unit to unit. Uh, that's uh, very critical, very, very critical, I said. Don't trust a single prototype. When you ask a LiDAR company, say, give me LiDAR, let me try. They give you one. Yes, good. You ask more. Give you 10, give you 50. See whether they are same. I guarantee they are not same. I guarantee. Because uh, we are the manufacturer, right? I know. We make the LiDAR. Two things we don't make, diode chip and the receiver chip. We're bonding with everything by ourselves. We know even the laser diode chip from a single wafer, you cut it, as long as you cut it, they're different now, they're different. How can you put them together, mechanics, optics, electronics, everything together, all the paths will perform the same? Impossible. So unit to unit change a lot. The variation change a lot. Sometimes it's surprisingly large. So you really need to change unit to unit. But you can request your LiDAR manufacturer. That's the requirement I need. Don't give me anyone you anything you have. You need to give me the, do some certain tests before you give me. Make sure it happen. Okay, uh, there's many LiDARs. There's a commercially available LiDAR. We can talk, see the 2D rotation LiDAR that I, I use uh, the picture to illustrate and um, 3D rotation LiDAR with more multi-channels. MANS LiDAR, MANS LiDAR, I'm not sure you heard of that. MANS is a very small micro mirror which uh, uses a mirror to replace the lo mechanical rotation scanning mechanism. So use a smaller micro mirror to do scanning. So make the LiDAR, LiDAR dimension much, much smaller and power consumption much smaller. But the limit, because this is a micro mirror LiDAR, they cannot spin scanning like the mechanical LiDAR with a large field of views. They only have a small field of view scanning. You say, the why am I cannot make it feel like this? If you know that's a man's, man's based on the single silicon chip, if you make the angle change to tilt too much, they hit the bottom. So typically, 60 degree will be enough. They were really, really big, they can change the scanning. So that's the limit for this. But the advantage is this, they can scan very fast and any, doesn't have a limitation like a two, uh, mechanical rotation like that has a 2D or 3D fixed direction. You can program it to the multiple resolution scanning. So they normally you use a man's mirror to make the high resolution LiDAR very high. Unfortunately, when you heard the news, you heard the news, most of men's LiDAR, they people do that for automobile. They shoot 200, 300 meters. 
they use laser, expensive laser source, uh, 1550 nanometer laser, which is much more expensive. Our typical laser right now probably use all this hall uh, is a 905, 900, 905 nanometer laser. It's uh, very cheap. So automobile use such technology that generate high resolution LiDAR, but it's not good for our industry application. And the flash LiDAR, people talk a lot, very cheap. You can buy the 100, less than 100 flash LiDAR. They can give you the 3D dimension, high resolution. But limitation is a uh, short distance. Flash LiDAR, the idea is easy, just like camera. They have a camera, the sensor is array. They want to get high resolution, so each uh, the sensor pixel corresponds to the uh, space, one dot in the space. So they use a fast flashing light to get the image rate, imaging rate, uh, the readout, just like 30.4 seconds, 30 frames per second, it's quite a lot of data, just like during the image. Problem is the flash is so weak when you flash it, your single point just get a few photons. So when they come back, the signal noise ratio is uh, extremely low. You cannot do the good image process, uh, the good signal analysis from that. So the measurement accuracy typically is low. People, um, I see some flash light artists talk about this 10% error, 10% accuracy. 10% you go to five meters, how many? Go to 10 meters, how many? 10%, 10, 10 uh, centimeters, that's quite a lot, right? based on distance. So uh, for the industrial AGV, some people try, some companies try because of the cost, but uh, the accuracy is not satisfactory. So the best LiDAR right now, still the relatively old, but uh, probably mature, is a mechanical rotation LiDAR. It's actually it's do the quickly do a single point-to-point -point measurement. Right. Should I use 2D or 3D? For AGV, safety requirement, you need to think about, uh, you know, if I really need the safety. So 3D give you more data, for sure, but uh, also cost more. So you need to think about uh, if uh, I can reach certain functionality I need and uh, give me sufficient data to avoid the accident, probably 2D enough. And the complexity of the application environment, um, most time 2D enough. In our application, you can see that the hall uh, mostly uses 2D. Some AGV uses 3D, but uh, they need to resolve this issue, budgetary issues. 3D typically much more expensive than 2D. And also, I always say, if you got a lousy hardware, you need a good software, guys. If you got a lousy software guy, even don't software guys, you got a good hardware. You got a good data, you have a comfortable life process it, but uh, if you data not sufficient and not good, you need a smart software to develop uh, algorithm to compensate that, uh, which also another way to uh, reduce the, the cost of a sensor. But no, most time it's not the case. You just want to get a sensor and use right away, right? And uh, other, other circumstances, of course, do I necessarily use a LiDAR? That's actually interesting because uh, Last, uh, last week, people asked the same question, established company. Really, do I need a LiDAR? Why do we need LiDAR? They are actually LiDAR manufacturers. They are all, all the top manufacturers. They still ask the question. 
whether I can replace it. I say, no. LiDAR, you cannot be simply replace it. And uh, because, uh, uh, should I go back? Because uh, it's active imaging. They shoot light out coming back. By definition, it's much better than the passive imaging, passive collect data. So far as I know, nothing in my lifetime, probably I don't see any invention can be better than laser. So you better use LiDAR. Uh, LiDAR already become a standard uh, uh, sensor, standard components for AGD right now. I think I talked about something uh, before. So I say why the mass production is uh, challenging. We are manufacturer, we know that. You heard many companies say, okay, uh, two years, uh, half year later, we have a $500 LiDAR. We have a $100 LiDAR. People compete on the cost. We can make it. I said, yes, I listen. I, I hear that. I hear that. That's all. But I don't know how to do it. At least as a company manufacturing million laser device man, uh, measurement device, I don't know how to do it. Because every component in the LiDAR, they are different. It's hardware. Light source different. Uh, optical alignment different. When you put everything together, slightly change the offset of the light. Calibration, I talked about already. Different object, different sense, they are non-linear. There's a non-linearity is a kill you. They cannot use a simple solution to solve all. And the cost control, of course. Because uh, not so many people can build everything. You need to purchase a, a detector and a laser diode from other company. Only a few companies can provide. Right. So every product has its own personality. You cannot uh, manually, you, like a print uh, a circuit board, a print money, bam, 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 make it like that impossible. You manually adjust it carefully. So firmware, noise reduction, and uh, multiple refreshing, how to handle it, and uh, real-time processing, all those issues, you need to think about that and uh, carefully uh, Based on the hardware change, you need to carefully adjust your software, firmware before LiDAR ship out. So as a mass, mass production, the LiDAR is difficult. It's not easy. Not so, there's a hundred LiDAR company in the world. If you see the mass production LiDAR company, not so many. So what will be next generation? Um, I think I stick on LiDAR for a while. My personal, I believe laser is the best uh, medium to measure distance. That's the least in my lifetime. Single frequency, we call the sharply fo uh, focused like laser, and uh, they have uh, many, many beautiful features. Right? You shoot laser, laser from here, Earth to Moon, only the light spots could be uh, focused very small. So LiDAR, I, uh, I think that's a good uh, medium to make distance. Scanning mechanism evolution. Well, me people think it's uh, awful use uh, mechanical rotation. Uh, that's awful. It is. It's awful. But uh, that's both a reliable, mature way to do it so far. And uh, we need to drive cost down issue. Uh, that's uh, another. We will see the LiDAR cost will drop down dramatically as people get more experienced. But uh, they will reach a certain limit. You cannot uh, make things work because, uh, I, as I again, LiDAR cannot be manufactured fully automatically. Need a manual process. Who can provide a skillful and a co low cost labor? Who will be winner? So, 
we will light up. We will use light up, light up for, for, <laughs> for the next several years, I see. Okay, that's uh, some uh, uh, introduction of LiDAR. And um, I've, um, if we develop LiDAR, I know the all kind of uh, data measurement processing. Basically, my, I uh, uh, work on the company, also teaching the university. So uh, have uh, experience, talk to different level, different customer, and uh, see what uh, they experience. Based on my experience, um, the LiDAR is uh, really, has its own personality when you, use it, uh, we need to talk to your supplier and uh, tell you your, your requirement, your application carefully, see whether they like can meet you. And uh, more important, see whether they can give you upsell service. That's all, hopefully everybody, uh, thank you for coming. Have a good show. <laughs>